Hey, good morning, playbookers. I'm Raghun Manavalan. It's Wednesday. We head to Georgia for the last Senate race of the cycle. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. On Tuesday, a new poll by the AARP, the first major public survey since the November general election, showed the race remains inside the margin of error with incumbent Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock pulling in 51% to Republican Herschel Walker's 47. One key data point from the survey, Warnock has a commanding lead of 54 to 39% over Walker among independent voters. That's an important block that once reliably voted for Republicans in Georgia. Runoffs are always the junkiest of junk food for political obsessives because they're the only race going on. And in this one, that dynamic has shifted into overdrive. For one, there's big money. According to Ad Impact, a firm that tracks media spending, Democrats have spent more than $20 million in radio and TV ads just on the runoff, while Republicans have spent around $14 million. There's also big surrogates. Former President Barack Obama is stumping for Warnock on December 1st. While there's no word on whether President Joe Biden will be headed there, Biden aides tell us the White House let the campaign know they're willing to do whatever it takes to keep the seat blue, including stay out of it if need be. And then there's a big question hanging over the race. Is the cake already baked in Georgia? There are a couple reasons it already feels like a done deal. One, Walker's underperformance in the general election. Both Democratic and Republican strategists we spoke with noted that one of the biggest structural hurdles for the GOP in the runoff is the roughly 200,000 voters who voted for Republican Governor Brian Kemp, but not Walker. It's not a leap to imagine that at least some of Kemp's supporters held their nose and cast their ballots for Walker earlier this month. And it seems unlikely those voters will turn back out to back Walker without Kemp or another Republican appearing on the ballot. Two, Democrats have already won control of the Senate. One of the best arguments Republicans had going for them heading into November was that any vote for Warnock simply gave Democrats a chance to maintain control of an upper chamber that was otherwise up for grabs. That argument is gone. Dems will control the majority in the Senate, regardless of which party wins in the runoff. And that's not good news for Walker. Given the very real issues with voter drop-off, one of the strongest pitches Walker had was that a vote for him was a vote against Democratic control of the Senate. It was how some Republican voters rationalized holding their noses to support him. A source at the NRSC pushed back on that theory last night, warning against extrapolating anything from the general election. They had this to say, runoffs are just a crapshoot. It's a completely brand new three and a half week election, and that's how you have to treat it. One more reason it might be a done deal, Warnock's muscle memory. Warnock has run for this exact same seat four times in two years. His ability to rally the troops one more time is easier than it would be for most other candidates. Walker's campaign infrastructure isn't as robust, and his ground game lagged throughout the fall. Here's the thing though, there are still a couple reasons this isn't a done deal. For one, it's still Georgia. It's only been two years since Georgia stunned the world by electing two Democrats in the Senate. One election cycle does not make a state blue. As one Democratic aide working on the runoff told us, the campaign is happening in an environment where the headwinds that existed for Democrats still exist. The frustrations that existed in the general election with the party in power still exist. The concerns about the economy still exist, though they were also quick to point out that Dems have beaten those odds already this month. It's worth noting that Republicans still have some cards to play. Runoffs are all about getting out the base, and the GOP is pulling out all the stops. In details shared exclusively with Playbook, newly re-elected Governor Brian Kemp will star in a new direct-to-camera TV ad that begins airing on Thanksgiving Day. Worth noting, Kemp has loaned his voter turnout operation to the Senate Leadership Fund. 
that's the Super PAC aligned with Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Also, runoffs are unpredictable. Not many people call Democrats winning two Senate runoffs in Georgia back in 2020, but sprinkle in Donald Trump, a Trump-centric Republican message during the 2020 runoffs, and two very driven Democratic Senate candidates, and the Senate flipped blue. This time, of course, Trump is no longer in office, but he has re-entered the political scene by announcing his own presidential candidacy. Even with the shortened cycle, there's still a whole heap of drama that could pop up and keep voters home or send them out to vote. Light schedule in D.C. today, so something to circle on your calendar. Congress is once again veering toward a government funding deadline, this time on December 16th without having gotten close to a deal. Politico's Caitlin Emma has a preview up this morning in today's playbook that shows we might be staring down another Christmas time shutdown showdown and perhaps a stopgap bill to avert disaster. Though appropriators are trying to reach a deal on the top lines to start, time is running short. Caitlin writes, the muddle carries serious stakes for a multitude of government programs, not to mention the future of congressional spending debates. Lawmakers fear that any funding bill they can agree on before 2023 might be the last one Congress passes for at least the next two years. Representative Tom Cole, when he was asked on whether he's making holiday plans, had this to say, nope, Washington is beautiful when it snows. I think that's a metaphor. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Playbook's editor is Mike DeBonis. Zach Staten is Playbook's deputy editor. The executive producer and head of audio here at Politico is Jenny Ament. I'm Rogu Monavall, and we're out for the holiday break, so we'll see you first thing Monday morning. <laughs>